this show from top to bottom if you don't like this well you're listening to the wrong show <laughs> been doing nothing else but smoking cigarettes here for the last three four months while i've been quarantined yeah and you know what that secondhand smoke is a real pain in the ass when you got your windows closed especially <laughs> especially in a mask tell that dog to shut the fuck up i don't think she likes the deep voice <laughs> probably not <laughs> how you doing buddy Ah, uh, I'm great now that I'm on the air with you, Chris. All right, Fun- fantastic. Um, <laughs> before we kick things off, I want to send a, uh, a a noted shout out to a longtime fan and and contributor and friend of the show, uh, Mr. Ben Mo. Uh, ben Mo has been wanting me to give him props on air for weeks because he has this hot take that Ryan Rosillo is being phased out of the Ringer Network. Uh, and he's not wrong. Ryan Rosillo still has his show, but since the whole uh, George Floyd snafu, which Ryan Rosillo just kept putting his foot in his mouth continuously on Simmons' show, he has not been back on Simmons' Sunday show or any of Simmons' shows. He's just doing the Rosillo pod, to which Ben Mo thinks, and his hot media take is, Rosillo's going to work out his contract, and then he'll move on. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I could see that. I I'm, I would be curious to know like how long his contract goes for though. Like, is it is it like three months? Is it six months? Is it like a year? Um, yeah, I don't know how you could get that information, nor why you would want it. Yeah, you know, but I I'm sure it's probably somewhere. Someone could probably you know look it up. Not too hard uh, of a task to do, but um, I yeah. I, Peter, intern this, Peter. This also might be like the um, you know what like a lot of like teams do, and they kind of they kind of just sort of brush this to the side and hopefully it goes away in a couple months and then they kind of bring him back a little bit more predominantly like they did maybe, you know, where they, they let him just do his show. They told him like he's, he probably has no other platforms for the next couple months. Sort of let this die down. Maybe the NFL season starts up again. Things kind of get distracted a little bit more with other things. Sports, more sports come into play. The, the heat gets taken off him a little bit, you know, and, and, you know, we sort of lose our, our, um, you know, our, our focus or whatever, a lot of times with a lot of, you know, other stories come along and we, our attention goes elsewhere. And then he kind of comes back in uh, kind of quietly and slowly it instead is, of getting let go altogether. Right. They, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's definitely a delicate balance there. There is, you can, you can be, you can be too quick acting. So maybe they did. I mean, I would say if nothing, the, the, uh, ringer is very savvy in how they've dealt with all of the blatant, uh, or it's not blatant necessarily, but, but, in the light of the moment obvious, became blatant yeah. and obvious that they had a very white male, predom- predominantly white male staff, mm-hmm. uh, podcasters, writers, you have it or what have you. Um, they've since given Shea Serrano and Ryan Concepcion their own show, which is the stupidest show idea ever. They were like, quick, get those guys on air. They're like, what's the <laughs> show? And they're like, it's called movies that don't have anything to do with each other, but we like. And we're going to, for an hour, we're going to talk about two movies that have nothing to do with each other, but we each like the either other movie. And hopefully if we talk long enough, there will be some connection, connectivity to either movie. <laughs> and they're like, great. Are you guys 
minorities? And they're like, yes. And they're like, great, get on air. And then there's this other guy, and they're like, what do you do? And he's like, I like Cam Newton. And they're like, great, you're the lead for every show for the next two months. You're black. <laughs> it's like so obvious. So, I mean, like they're, they're definitely taking steps. And I think that Rosillo getting put on the back burner was one of those. I think putting forward their more predominant mi- minority uh, writers and, and reporters on, on air was it's pretty it's pretty transparent but i guess that's all they could do right i mean what do they get what what's a company that just sold to spotify gonna do uh yeah i mean don't they also have one with jamel hill now too with like they just recapped the wire episode yeah they were yeah exactly they were like jamel hill what show do you like and she's like i don't know the wire or something i guess i could watch the wire yeah. again they're like great do you know any other black yeah. people <laughs> I can totally see them asking you that question. <laughs> Isn't that how it feels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> we'll give you one other black person exactly to talk to on your show. Yeah, a do- and talk, and about a talk about a black show. Talk about a yeah. show about crime in a black city. Can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, she's getting paid for it and probably pretty well. So you know, whatever. I oh, I take that job I, too, right? Dude, I I love Jamel Hill. When, no, when I, I do too. Her do fucking too. take when Congress. T- took a knee and they're like dashikis was so fucking yeah. funny dude i incredible she was like she she was just like white people just stop i was like man that is great uh, seriously yeah, it I, is- my favorite show on espn for for those few years that was on was was his and hers and it was it was yeah. her and uh is his name michael smith i think so yeah yeah um and they just sort of did like they sat at a desk and they, it was kind of like a I think that was the last like a, ESPN show like that that I ever watched. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like a daily show, kind of a sketch, kind of a skit, kind of um, topics. You know, where they kind of just make fun of things, or they, you know, they just sort of bring in pop culture a lot of times, uh, and a lot of like '90s rap and hip hop kind of stuff, and 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 references and stuff. And I just, I don't, I just thought it was really well done, and then the two of them together, and the chemistry and and how they played off each other, and it was, I thought it was just because it, it was also a totally different show than anything else you've seen on ESPN especially with like two black hosts. And I thought it was incredible and it was, but it was really well done. And it, that propelled them getting into like the 6 PM sports center yep. hosting, which I thought was, they, it's not that they shouldn't have taken it. Cause they, you got to take that shot, but it, it sort of, uh, it took a wave, I think from what they sort of did best. His and hers, um, whenever like Jalen Rose would show up was always mm-hmm. so enjoyable. Cause they would just like kind of let down their like, veneer of like tv veneer and just talk yeah. and it just felt yeah. like very like sort of natural and fun i i totally agree i think it was michael smith that's the name that's jumping to mind i can't i can't i think i let's just say it's michael smith but yeah i, I totally agree <laughs> yeah um it's anyway we can get off the ringer benmo gets his props congrats to you benmo i think that you're on to something um yeah yeah, he's hot, on the right path. Hot take from the media, the media corner. In fact, we should probably give Benmo his own media corner since he's so he's so uh, looped in to uh, to that thing. He and he's got Joe Dumar's ear, so someday we'll get a guest on because of him. So mm. yeah. Uh, speaking of, we got. I've, I'm I'm back. I'm back to DMing with Eddie Curry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's very tentative to come on the show, but I feel like sure. if I work him long enough, he's gonna he's gonna swear him do down, it. Chris. We're gonna Wear do him it. Down. So, Eddie, I know you're not listening. It's uh, like a hot girl at a bar. <laughs> wear him down. <laughs> Please don't say that. What if he's listening? Now we're done. Now uh, there goes that. Bye, Eddie. Thanks. I appreciated all the cool texts we were doing. 
God. Anyway, Chris, more important than all of that, <laughs> just kidding. It's opening day. Hey, it should be a national holiday. Fucking opening day. You know what? National. It should be a national holiday. They should. They should make opening day on November second, and then people could vote. <laughs> go to a shitty baseball game. Uh, you get a free ticket if you vote to whatever local team plays there or whatever. I don't know. Blue Jays. Anyone want them? Does that? Do the Blue Jays have a home yet? Have they? Nope. They don't. It's opening nope. day and they still don't have anywhere to play. No, they're still being uh, discussed. God, baseball is managed really, really poorly. If you didn't know, I, I think it's a pretty. It's a kind of a tie here between them and the and the and the NFL at this point. Oh, because um, uh, I mean, they're not doing a great job of figuring out how to play a season themselves. But um, uh, well, I do. I, I do. I saw an Onion headline that I thought was funny, <laughs> referencing baseball. It's a baseball fan excited for a return of switching to movie after two hours when it's five one <laughs> in the fourth inning. <laughs> That's true. Anyone, if we have a single listener out there that can watch a baseball game without looking at their phone, like intently, oh, would it's be impossible. Impossible. Yeah, I, I the the problem. I think what baseball b- baseball relies on people being able to sit at a bar, and since you can't sit at a bar and distract yourself and just have it in the background who's gonna end like so my friend just gave me his mlb password for so i could watch all of the games i haven't even like downloaded the app i have i literally have no desire to watch the sport at all yeah it's uh, i don't either I, i'm not and and normally like with sports coming back and I'm just, you know you sort of kind of get excited and you're like all right maybe you know this is something to watch but like, I don't know. I don't. It's, it's, it's not it's something not, to watch. It's not something it's to not. watch. It's going to be, it, if, if they would have made any move towards make, use it, utilizing this platform, the 60 game, like they could have done so much cooler shit. They yeah. could have just made it, they, they could have done something really, really good. And, they, and they, they just tried to keep it exactly the same. And it really just shows the divide between the owners and the players union. It shows how, how really poorly run the game is not just from like the the larger scale just as a game itself but like in the game it's run poorly like they they can't even just be like this is kind of a throwaway season why don't we try some new things right like let's put the runner on at second base like after nine innings let's allow let's make a four four pitcher limit why don't we just have like four four pitcher limit why don't we make it like a seven inning game like I, I just don't i they could have made it really exciting and been like but, you know and like, this year we're trying like, some new shit out yeah, but like, but exciting stuff, right? Not just like boring run of mill stuff, which is yeah. so baseball. Oh, let's like, switch but... to the DH. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking god. <laughs> let's let's regulate the mound visits. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay. Is that a is but that like, a is that a euphemism in... for eating pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> my wife really relegates my mound visits. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> Not tonight, honey. <laughs> Just close. Just be a closer. Let's call it a day. Let's go home. Let's hit the goddamn home run. and call it a day, huh? Exactly. Right Exactly. We now they're also like about. piping in like crowd noises like in the stadium, not just in the which broadcast. Is, like which soccer's is hilarious. That is hilarious. So yeah, so p- 
people that aren't fans of the Premier League, like you and I, uh, <laughs> that you can have the option of having the game on with or without the the crowd noise. I assume, Chris, you watch Premier League with the crowd noise on. Correct? Well, so like on the regular broadcast, just on on cable television, it's I think it's just there. It's there, like, yeah. But you have to go to the yeah. app to get it to have the the crowd free version. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's just there, and I like I don't. Uh, most of the time, I don't even sort of notice it. Because I think it's sort of low. It's low. They've gotten better. I so I've noticed they've gotten better as the that. seasons progressed. They're they're definitely they've got like I think an audio. This is like my dream job would be able to watch like an NBA game and have like special effects and just be able to control like when people chant or when people like like get excited. Like I think yeah. it would be so fun to live skate soundscape something like that. And soccer that would be incredible. Soccer's actually. great because you can do like a build. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was, a uh, <laughs> wow, I'm, gonna t- I'm talking too much today, but I was, I was doing something in the kitchen yesterday while watching West Ham and I had to step away and You're I was re- the mound. I was, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had to throw it. That's okay. Made me laugh. Uh, and I was like, oh wait, this isn't real soccer where you can be like, oh shit, you can hear the sound, the, the swell of the crowd. So, you know, to like run back to your TV. Yeah. You don't really right, have exactly. that. Uh, I don't know why baseball's doing this in the stadium. Is it so that the players can finally hear what a sa- crowd sounds like? <laughs> I, I, well, that's what kind of my question is. Like, does does it actually help the players get pumped up? No. Like, when a big like or or you know like I I wouldn't think so. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna the. Basketball, it's also like there's, there's too much lag in between have, action, right? There's no. There's not always action in a baseball game. Yeah, I think basketball is going to hurt the worst from it. I think it's going to be weird for those players. Like, they really feed off of the crowd. Yeah. Uh, more than I, any sport, I, I think. I think so, yeah. Football, fuck, they don't care. Football, I mean, maybe to football, some Football, it's definitely going to be like, crowd noise just plays a, a role in, in quarterbacks being able to, it's just another advantage for yeah. quarterbacks to, right. to, to not have the, the audio right. there. In fact, I, quarterbacks shouldn't be able to have like headsets anymore this season. They should just be like, that's oh. true, actually. Yeah. Right. They're like, this yeah. is the year you you don't get a fucking headset. You just have to like learn your plays and 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 run them. <laughs> like you know, it's like, actually not a bad idea. Like yeah. the game was intended. You know, right? <laughs> just have signals, hand signals, and stuff. Or just yeah, yeah learn the, big the plays. Car, the big flashcards like they do in college. Yeah, they could get like <laughs> they could just have their center. The center could just instead could have like a flip book on his back. <laughs> and so when the quarterback lines up, he could just pick plays from his back and be like, all right, close it up. <laughs> like a little Rolodex. Yeah. Yeah. Spinning around. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I tried to watch the NBA. It was like one of the scrimmages yesterday. Uh, and I was like, uh, it was like Clippers and somebody, I think. And I was like, oh, uh, let me check this out just to kind of get a feel and see what's going on here. And I was like, it's basketball. I'll, you know, I'll watch the basketball. But it, you know what? It, it's honestly, it felt like a. Um, like a summer league game, like an AAU game. Yeah, yeah. Summer league is a good way to put it. I think yeah, and it was like it's not exciting. There's like the you know the crowds in the summer leagues aren't really they're they're there, but they're not. You don't really sort of they, they don't get into like a normal. They don't NBA cheer because it's just a bunch of fucking writers and scrubs, shit. right, or whatever. And and oh, uh, yeah, two watching. You're not like it, so it, it it there's a there's a part of me that's gonna go like once the actual game start or the NBA starts playing, I'm gonna be like I don't know if this is actually gonna be interesting to watch or not, or it's not gonna feel it's definitely not gonna feel the same. Yeah, and have the same sort of impact and like watching it because of that. And, and that's something I didn't actually maybe sort of realize or, or think about, but like how much you actually, when you watch a game at home and with it, like you said, with the, with the crowd interacting and the noises and all that kind of stuff being kind of there, it, it does sort of, 
add to the experience, I guess. Well, the one thing that ba- the that uh, basketball has that other sports don't is they play music like during the game. Yeah. So they're so they do have a Which lot that of that. Like, I don't like, but then maybe it, but it's, you're sort of I think used it, to it now. I think it will help. Um, I I have to say this, and and I know we're going to talk about some gambling eventually, but uh, and this ties into gambling a little bit. But like you, so you, uh, any listener of the show knows that Chris is sort of like introduced me to the world of premier league and i fucking am all in i love it so much it's so fun and i think that because i didn't watch it before i'm not missing anything like i'm sure that fans of premier league are like ah oh, this is this sucks there's not the crazy crowds and there's not like the interaction and people score goals mm. they don't run and slide on their knees or whatever like i'm not missing anything because this is the only version of this sport i've ever known like i've only yeah. ever known like the big vinyl banners and as for for audience and i've only ever known like the like being able to hear like you can hear the the players and the coaches like yell like yell instruction to the to the the players it's really cool mm-hmm. they'll be like playoff playoff or they'll like it's really like you really get to hear it and like and i th- i think maybe i'm wrong but i don't know i'm not noticing any difference in the quality of play because i'm not i'm not a regular fan so so for me, the Premier League is perfect because this is the version that I know. I think we now, going into basketball, something that I love to watch, it's going to be way different. I'm going to be like, this is not the game that I, you know, I'm going to be like, yeah. what's this? And I think, I think you're, to your point, because um, I don't feel any different about the Premier League either. And having watched it over the last, what, five or six years, you know, for the really? most part. Really? Yeah, like the crowd noise doesn't sort of. It's not like you said, like we said earlier, it, it sort of builds in soccer, right? Because it's sort of like boring, boring, like pass, 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 pass. And there's no action, no action kind of right. thing. And then they kind of or they, as they build into like a play or they or they sort of have like a, you know, sort of a, a breakaway uh, or something exciting happens. Then you kind of feel it a little bit more, obviously. But it doesn't help me sort of like you said, you, you hear the crowd's reaction. So you start paying attention again because a lot of times in soccer you you're sort of not always fully just watching the game. Right, right. And as a and, and as a novice soccer fan, sometimes I don't know when something great has happened. Yeah, you, know, you kind of miss it easily. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, right? And like there was one night yesterday I was watching the Chelsea Liverpool game for a little bit. I had it on and all of a sudden I kind of turned away and I came back and I was like, "Oh, wait, Liverpool scored twice?" Like because yeah. I didn't have the sound on. Suddenly there's five points. <laughs> like, yeah, and then it so it, yeah, so in soccer it, it it can either sort of happen and you're like, "Oh my god, like I totally missed a goal or two. But um but yeah, so it's for me too. Like, I, soccer's not it's it's not sort of crowd dependent, and I think a part of it is sort of the scope and size of the field or the pitch, as they call yeah, it. Yeah, um, that's, is that you're not seeing the crowd right there on top of yeah, uh, the you're play like so the whole time. Mu- so much of the it, so much of the field. You're right, right, and I think that's sort of like with football as well. Kind of has that where you you hear the crowd more than you see it. But in basketball, when you're watching the game, you you're basically seeing parts of the crowd yeah, almost at all times. The whole time, the the NFL. Just the NFL has no like all they have to do is hire the XFL's productions team because mm. they were masterful at doing of of and I'm I'm only half joking like they were really good at only being able to show like the first two rows because that's all there were for fans in XFL games so right. the camera crew really did a good job of keeping the cameras low in multiple shots so that you couldn't see these vast open seats. And it made the game a little bit more intimate. It was like, mm-hmm. it, it was it. I, I mean, I'm. I if the XFL or if the NFL they learns anything the from the crews. XFL, they yeah. should be they should be using that same mentality. It was yes. it was impressive. I agree. I agree. 
They could learn a lot from that, actually. They could learn a lot. Uh, so you? since we were talking about baseball, Chris, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ba- baseball's back. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, they're playing today. I guess I, we could bet on it. <laughs> we should. I mean, I've... <sighs> I don't know. I had. Let's just jump right to like who do, who's gonna win this fucking thing because I because the only thing I really want to bet on is like a future. I'm if you ever catch me betting on a single baseball game, like an individual baseball game, just yeah. you, you call my parents, call my wife, tell them I have a problem, <laughs> and like work on that inter that intervention because I we're gonna come after you like Kanye, <laughs> like the like yeah yeah Kim Kardashian after Kanye. Yeah, now. exactly. You've got to like I. Oof. I mean, I did, anyone betting single baseball games is the, ugh, I don't know. I, I know, and I agree with you one hundred percent. That being said, I I happen to know just before we got start doing the show, is that there, uh, it's the Yankees Nationals opening night tonight. It's like the first game, um, and it's the over under I saw was like seven and a half runs hmm. on this game. And then like, and I to be honest with you, I don't really know much about this, and I don't know if like. To start a season, if it favors like pitching more or hitting more, is that a more. normal? Is that a normal over under? I honestly don't know. Like I, it I seems really a feel a little bad. high, but, but at this point, maybe in the modern era, and, like, and I mean the modern era, like the last five to ten years of baseball, maybe there's more runs being scored per game anyway. Um, Can you do over under on like t- on like time on like the length of game? Like that's a, that would be more <laughs> interesting. That's that's a better bet. That's a solid bet. I get guess, I, guessing scores makes no sense to me, but but it doesn't make any sense to me either. But I felt like early in the season, the first game with this kind of weird layoff and stuff too, like not many of these guys might sort of be in primed and ready to go. And I don't know if it would favor pitching a little bit more. So I just, I, for some reason for to me, it feels like take the under on seven and a half, even though these are probably two very explosive teams well, normally, to- but there's, it's a really good pitching matchup of Scherzer and Garrett Cole. Um, Oh, although I see the, uh, the other I side honestly, of it is like, well, the, Chris, the I honestly don't know who's, who's pitching for which team. It doesn't matter. Who's a Chris. Scherzer? Is that the, is that the Nats? The Nats, are, Nats guy. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the best in the league. Garrett Cole was the former Astros guy. Who's one of the best in the league who just signed with the Yankees in the off season. Mookie Betts. Um, he just did something. Mookie Betts just signed a huge contract with the Dodgers. That's not part of this discussion though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I, sort of my point is like I, I actually don't know because I could see both sides of like betting the over or the under or something. I just thought maybe like if you're gonna take a shot, take the first game. It's a big game, two big teams. Take the under for some reason it feels right to me at seven and a half. You could do with it what you will. Rest of the way from there. Okay. <laughs> but I thought at least that one. It's the one time in my whole entire life that I felt like betting on a single game of baseball, and because for some reason that just kind of spoke to me. It stood out to me. All right, mark it down. I uh I did if I'm right tomorrow. Okay. So <laughs> I uh to your point about uh about pl- players being prepared, um I have sources uh inside the MLB saying that it's been very hard to get these players ready to play um because they have these expanded uh what's it called rosters. Mm-hmm. So you're really getting 60 players ready to play instead of 30 uh which is hard and been difficult on on teams. Uh, also, the, so the, from what I understand, the baseball COVID protocol is testing three to four times a week. Uh, you are completely quarantined, or not quarantined, but the social distancing is practiced pretty heavily, um, and people are spaced out on site, at least during the, during the off season, 
um, at the lead up. I have no idea what games will be like. I don't know how teams will quarantine in that regard or not quarantine, but social distance. Um, but once the game is over, you just go, you just leave, mm-hmm. you go, yeah. you go to your hotel or you go home. Yep. Depending on if you're a home team or you're on the road. Basically an honor system. There is no fucking way that this season plays out to the end. There will, there's no way. No, you've got a, tra- I agree with you. you've got a transient baseball team without a home. You've got how many players per team, like with staff, like t- tons that yeah. are just that are just going home to like to like their houses in Houston or Miami or wherever the like wherever Outbreak City, L.A. Like there's just mm-hmm. there's there's no like and so they the they, odds here aren't good. The, right? I mean, I think that when we said sixty. Like or that like the over under was like what what we say twenty or we 30? said we said thirty I think yeah. I mean I think those feel spot on I I don't think they'll make it I there's just no Tw- way twenty twenty might even be in question at this point you know yeah there's there I just man I I don't see a way that that can work the NBA the NBA feels dicey and they're being super like they're being super aggressive about keep, the, keeping people there's on a, site. A, NBA dude, I think from the Kings. Oh, it was Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just broke the bubble to go get like wings or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, like you're, <laughs> I feel like they went after him a little aggressively. I don't, I don't, they, I think they kind of made an example of him, but, it, but they, I'm sure they did. They have but, to in a way, but, but like, dude, you like you, you broke protocol just to go get some wings. I'm sorry. Like, you, like that, 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 it's stupid, and it, but it was a good, It was exactly what the NBA needed to be like. E- yes, even if you go meet your postmates, dude, you're gonna <laughs> fucking you're gonna yeah. like you're gonna get busted. Like you're like yeah, like you gotta take this seriously. And and more to your point, then like the baseball is like how are they gonna be able? They can't regulate any of these people. I mean, think about the fucking people that are like. The, and getting three like, tested like, three to four like times this, a week, like, like they can't su- even they can't even get the results back. I know, like, and it's not one. it's not every day. It's it's crazy. They don't get the like. They're, so they're doing a different set form of testing. They're doing spit tests, and apparently they get the results back day of. Um, okay. So that they it, they actually do they have a okay. more advanced right. form of testing, uh, and I think they are taking it serious, but they just can't keep people inside indoors. These people, these teams are not gonna. They're flying together. They're mm-hmm. they're not gonna wear masks while they're flying. Like there, there's just no way that they're. I mean, the one thing about flying a, is like at least they're probably chartered flights, so it's them. They're not sharing the flight with like other people sure, that they don't. For sure, for sure. But still, I just I can't help but think of like how, like the makeup of MLB players. There's so many like, Jesus take the wheel type of people that are not, are just not gonna fucking <laughs> socially distance when they're at home. You know what I mean? Like they're just. 22 year old like kids from fucking cornfield usa being like i ain't gonna get no covid give me give me a chew you know it's like (laughs) i just don't see it man i don't see it i'll i would be i would put i would put a decent amount of money on if there was a line on whether or not this will finish i would put a lot of money on no definitely under 30 yeah I mean, I if it was even, just a, if even, it was a straight up if it was like yes or no will it finish and you put oh. that you put that on fucking you put that on DraftKings I promise you that line would move so fucking far to know that like that's all that's all the information you would need like it just you the, get the, a lot of money I think off the plan guys. doesn't make any sense that said <laughs> but 
it, it, none of it makes sense because like you you're supposed to then you know like in basketball like they show like the the, the bench you know it's like it's kind of like how the soccer the premier league has it's like two or three rows of of seats in the stands and the guys are like you know four or five seats apart from each other yeah and it's like and everyone's like and they, they were doing like post-game interviews or something you know it was like karis lavert from the nets was like on the video screen doing like a video conference call with reporters and he's wearing a mask and you're like okay so you're supposed to wear a mask at that thing where he's actually not surrounded by people they're they're supposed to separate and wear a mask when they're sitting on the bench but then well, they can go play in a game yeah, and that's weird. how I, i'm not it's, just, I, it's all that, for like a fact that, it shows. it's totally totally that makes no sense that you can like sweat all over each other in one in one example and then go sit and like be six but then feet you away. have to go six feet apart it's, like, it's, it's so, so it's completely for show and it's the optics it's play so a big role big play a big role of all this hey Chris, speaking of like quarantining uh do you know what i don't need to hear on a podcast anymore <laughs> a fucking sports writer talking about how hard it is to go into the bubble and do the quarantine protocol. Like, it's not a fun thing to listen to. No one cares anymore. We get it. You're a sports writer. It's hard. Like, when were you ever not just sitting in a fucking hotel room for a week? Like, you're not important. <laughs> you're not. Your job. Like, stop trying to write the book of the year you lived in a bubble with the NBA players. Like, every fucking writer is already writing the opening pages to the introduction to, like, how they had to like be in this once in a lifetime experience. Like I interviewing writers about the process of getting into the bubble is so fucking boring. It's so dumb and it's so beat. I've heard three fucking podcasts with three different writers talk about how like the quarantine process, like fuck you, fuck you. A, you have a job. B, it's fucking boring. Like, woe is me. C, it just proves that fucking sports writers are some of the most narcissistic people in the world. Like, that fucking take is so beat to shit. And if I have to fucking hear it one more time, I'm going to cry. I, Chris, I hate to say, I hate to say, I agree with you 100%. But it, this is kind of on you because you listened to three of those. Podcasts. I know. I fucking know. I know. And I listened to them. Like I could fucking, I could probably write it out. Like I've heard three different sports writers explain and I'm like, yep, here's the part where they talk about how they've had to be in their hotel room and they only get to see somebody when they do their fucking, when they do their test. And like, I'm like fucking, what do sports writers do? Are they out on the town? Like what's their normal life? Like just whining and dining. (laughs) Get the fuck out no. of here. You're in a no, fucking hotel, hotel room. room. Like, exactly. You're good at it. You're like... Pick off some free food. Yeah. Eat, yeah. Masturbate a couple times and fucking write your piece that no one reads because no one reads fucking print media anymore. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's so fucking annoying. Fucking sports writers are the most annoying fucking people on earth. Sorry. Hot take. Now let's pick some fucking AL and NL winners. Why don't we? Let's do it. Now that you're all fired up. Well, I mean, we might as well, you know, lead our listeners into the fucking great unknown and pick some fucking hypothetical champions of a sport that won't finish. (laughs) Major League Baseball, folks. America's pastime. (laughs) Past, past time. You really know how to kill a segment, don't you, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Now I don't want to gamble on baseball. I mean, why would we? Why would we? I don't know, because it's fun. It's what we do, Chris. It's part of the show. Okay, so who do you like? tune in and listen. I know who you like. I know who you like, and I like your take, but go ahead and tell tell the world who you think. Well, do you... I mean, you... All right, so normally every year we always pick, like, a... We make a really terrible, like, un... 
educated yeah. guest at the World Series. Usually I choose the Rockies. Yes, we always agree to choose the Rockies <laughs> and then some other like stupid AL team. Yeah. Because who freaking really cares actually? Yeah. And no one holds our feet to the fire because 162 games later, no one remembers anything. <laughs> right. We don't even remember. We have to go back and be like, oh, who was it? Wait, who was it? Are we, are we sure we did the Rockies? <laughs> <laughs> um, however, this year, um, since it's 60 games that may or may not finish the season, I think it's kind of it's a little it feels a little more wide open, and I think there's a lot of sort of sneaky good teams. Okay. I don't even know if I should call them good teams, but they're sneaky teams that sort of might just sort of pop because I think when you when you if you go back and I actually didn't do this, but just from memory <laughs> itself, if you go back most seasons, the first sixty game, the first half of the, each season, you know, going into July, usually there's a lot of teams that are still sort of quote unquote in the race, right? And then like once. Once the trade uh, the trade deadline kind of comes up, you know teams are having always having a hard time like d- deciding whether to be a buyer or a seller, right? Yeah. And so they usually they wait until the end of July and then they start selling off the teams because they lost like five or ten out of the last you know seventeen games or something for July or something. So with that be you know with that sort of notion, like most teams are usually sort of close and in it, you know, with the first sixty to eighty games of the year. There's only very few amount of teams like the Marlins or something that are almost completely out of it, like within the first couple of weeks, even. Right. Right. So I think there's a lot of potential here for like some weird shit to kind of happen and go down. So I have a, a can I, can I stop you real quick? Cause I think that yeah. there's a, I think there's a, and you just made me, you hearkened back to like, I'd say it's probably early nineties. Lenny Dykstra hit 400 at least through the first 60 games of the season. Right. Is right. there is there a bet where you can bet somebody to hit four hundred? I didn't uh, see one on DraftKings. I was kind of I was checking things out yesterday. You know, there's like over twenty home runs. I think which is which would probably it sounds like it would be impressive. Um, but I didn't see a four hundred hit for home run. But I, that's a, actually that's a really good one. I think. God, nothing yeah. would make me fucking happier to have to have a fucking four hundred hitter in Major League Baseball that just yeah. sat in everyone's it, craw. Because fucking poor Ted Williams <laughs> just cry about it. <laughs> Ted Williams' cryogenically frozen head would have to be like boohoo. Oh, if only like Ichiro was in his prime right now. Oh my god, it would be. I mean, if I had a team like the Marlins, I would just be like, we're just focusing our lineup on one dude who was just gonna slap singles and fucking break this goddamn Ted Williams record. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and like now you couldn't do really stolen bases but you could do you know you could do certain things like that yeah i think that would be incredible yeah so i think it, like it's got to be, per, it's gotta be percentages it's got to be percentages it can't right. be like a it can't be like a a, a grand Overall. total of things yeah yeah right so anyway um, i I, anyway, I interrupted you go ahead no no that's that so that but that being said i think and i don't necessarily want this to happen because you and i both have sort of this we've talked and shit talked with about the the houston astros for a while now with their cheating scandals and all this other crap. And we're just kind of plainly tired of them. But because of this year, because of this whole scenario and situations and because of this, and, and because of the, the cheated and they got disciplined and they had to fire their managers and other players are sort of looked at, you know, accusively here now. Uh, and, and with all the whole thing about, you know, anticipating like them getting beaned and, and hitting uh, and pitch, you know, hit by pitches. Yeah. Um, and then also like ha- sort of making it mean that in the last couple of years, like they're, their World Series ring from a couple of years or a championship was a was a fraud basically because they cheated the whole time. Right. And it, it wasn't deserved, right? Right, and then there should have been an asterisk or whatever. Just give it to the Dodgers or something. So that stupid scenario. Wouldn't it really be kind of great though 
if the Astros made it back to the World Series this year. And so just on the merits of their actual talent, because I think they do, like most of those guys are, are actually talented and really good baseball players. This, this would, I think this would sort of be like the ultimate F you to everyone. I mean, I think it would even out things actually for baseball. I think baseball would want that. I think if Houston won again and, and did it on like a non-cheating term, yeah. it, would be good for, it would be good for baseball overall. Um, and I like, be, it, I like be, that it, take. My it's question, a, and it's sort of a big F you to themselves because then it would be like, you guys didn't actually need to cheat. If they're pumping but it, in but crowd it's, noise, but it's baseball because so that's just what that's just what we do, right? So we just we didn't need to cheat, but everybody cheats, so we cheated, and we just happened to get it caught, but we didn't really need to cheat to win. Here's a weird thing, Chris. I have a th- I thought about this recently when you like you said crowd noise, and I was like they could pump in uh, people banging on a can in Astros games. If people were so, if people figured out the ca- the can hitting thing, why didn't opposing dugouts just slap the can every time they were up just to throw them off? Mm-hmm. To tip them off to the wrong pitch. That's a good. That's good. That's probably because that's probably an unwritten no no rule. How, how hard would that have been? They just be you like, can't oh, anti-cheat the cheaters. Why? <laughs> that's not cheating. It's just banging on a can. If you're yeah, if you're not, no, telling... it's probably considered cheating. Like it's it's like reverse cheating or something, right? <laughs> Where it's it's one of those unwritten rules, Chris. You can't God, do it. God. You can only be in a player if that player hit a home run. The inning directly in front of yours, but then you can retaliate and hit that guy who being that guy. But after that, you fucking can't because that's the unwritten rule of baseball. So. If you're going to slap on a can, you can only do it in the third, sixth, and fourth innings. God, it's like, <laughs> fuck baseball. I mean, you everything. Cheat, you're going to cheat, but you can't interfere with the cheating. Chris, what's good about baseball? I don't know anymore, what is, Chris. What is good about baseball? I don't what know What is anymore. good about it? I just don't understand. I don't. It's uh, like. Well, let's pick, some, let's pick some teams to win this shit because I've, right. I've got some hot takes. Okay. <laughs> you start. Go for it. Give me your hottest take. My hottest take. If I'm going to take, if I'm doing, so if we're doing World Series, are we doing division winners? Or uh, league, You could do division winners, league, and then you could maybe pick one winners, of those for the World Series winners. League winners? We could, league winners? League winners. I, so, I, I mean, obviously, I think that the t- Astros make it no, or I mean, sorry, Dodgers make it no matter what. That's, okay. a, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a given. That's a, a league, a gift from the league. They're like, you can have, the, you can come back in. You're, you're good. The Nationals were a fluke. No one else seems to be that great. I mean, I, yep. the Mets, it would be funny if the Mets won because it would be like, they'd be like, we won. People would be like, not really. 60 games. Um, Asterisk. Like who's, or the Indians. Like they, they're like, you get, like I, they're like, you get a. Indians Braves World Series. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that would be, oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Oh, man. Just tomahawk chopping the whole time. Both Just, sides. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it feels kind of appropriate for this. year. Oh my God. Right? Can that be? Could that be? That would be fantastic. I mean, it's not the Braves are the Braves are plus 600 to win the, the NL. They're the, they're like the second team. They're the second favorite. Indians are a fifth at plus 11. So I think that there's something there. That's a weird God, man. That I'm I I would parlay that I like that I like I like that I personally I think, think I personally think it's the Dodgers in the NL but I'm gonna put money on the Braves what do you, what do you like um yeah actually the Braves were kind of one of those teams I, I think they have they have sort of enough pieces there um there's another one I have it I have it my my original sort of um 
notes on this was I have a huge sort of a dark horse here. Um, and that's the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, my favorite team. Yep. With Trevor Bauer, it looks like, and I, I kind of was reading up on it a little bit. They, they've got a really good pitching staff starting five or six. Uh, I think a good bullpen and they've added some bats and stuff. So they, they actually, they seem like a really good team. And, and the, the, both the, the NRL central is, but also the AL central, both central divisions are wide open and they have, I think, I think four of, of the five teams in those divisions are sort of like within or really close, like betting wise to like win the division. Right. And so they're all like, it's all like 230, 245, 250, you know, kind of the kind of range of, of for each team. So I, I think there's, there's a lot of potential there. Like, and the other team I think on the AL central is, is the Chicago white Sox, which I think um, everyone kind of keeps picking like the Indians or like Weird. the Cubs. I like that deep cut. No, I've, I, I've not heard those words at those words uttered from anyone. Yeah, and I, I've sort of, and I, I noticed it on the betting lines. It's like they're not that far behind from like the Indians and, and or the Twins. You know, the Twins were a, a big favorite last year, but I, it seems like if you look at their stats and stuff, they sort of overachieved a lot last year. So they kind of maybe come back down to earth. Um, and and I think the only other teams that like have deeper sort of talent like across the board. Uh, and uh, there's two teams that I sort of I read about that also apparently uh, have become betting favorites for a lot of people are the Rays and the A's. Hmm. Um, the, the that, A's, the A's, their numbers have gone down betting wise because so many people have been betting on them that their odds have sort of decreased. The A's follow into that into that thing where the A, I've always feel like the A's play a one half of a great season always. Right, but they always make the playoffs sort of based on that yeah. somehow. So that's right? so that if they can turn it on early, that could be a thing. I mean, if yeah. you if you start the game with if you start the season with an eight game win streak, you're 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 going. Right. Probably, yeah. You're probably golden. Yeah. Like it's, and, and a lot of teams, like we went back to that. A lot of teams are, are within a game or two of each other for the first couple of months. Right. And then things, you know, talented teams start separating themselves or whatever. So I heard, I heard Trevor anyway, Bauer wants to pitch on a, on a four day rotation. Does, does let that, him do it. Just let yeah. him do it. Let him do everything. Uh, and I think like bullpens become uh, more prevalent now with shorter, with shorter seasons. They can kind of maybe pitch a little bit more often. You can kind of go to the bullpen, not wear out your starters maybe so much. Which gives an advantage to the Mets, I guess. Yeah, Mets apparently have you know actually have a really good I think staff. Is that uh, is that guy still is that old Mets pitcher that was all of the hot shit for a long time? Is he still is he still with Martello Cologne? No, the guy with the Reds. The the remember that the Met the Mets had a pitcher that everyone was like he's the future and he had one really good season and then he wore a Yankees hat and everyone was mad at him and then he like disappeared. What happened to that guy? I'm not sure which one that is. He was like a he was like the future of the Mets pitching. Degrom? Yeah, no, not in that. It's, he pitched with when it, when it was Degrom, it was Degrom and, and Cindergarten. Oh, and, and oh, the, oh, oh, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. No, he's. Uh, I don't know if he's. They call him like the Dark Knight or something. Was his nickname? He was like the baddest um, pitcher in the game, and then he just fucking fell off the. Yeah, he was terrible after that. No, I don't know if he's actually pitching for anybody or not anymore. And, but he kind of flamed out. More importantly, is Bartolo Colon pitching somewhere? Um, no, that's the probably biggest travesty of this whole season. It's a perfect season for him. It's this perfect season for him. I wanted the Mariners to pick him up. I guess you. Uh, anyway, Reds Astros. That's who you like, Reds That's Astros. That's who I'm betting on. I okay. couldn't figure a better AL team to pick on. Why not uh, the Angels? What are the- Angels? Angels are they could they right? They, you know, they could make a, a splash there. Don't they have the it's best a tough, player? It's a tough division though, right? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I mean, that, well, there's the Angels, there's the there's the Astros, and then there's the A's, right? So there's like three really good teams. But there. they could be wild card and sneak in. They could be. And here's the other. Now here's the other key. Now I just saw that this morning that that normally it's uh, what is it eight? 
three, six. No, it's six teams each each for the playoffs. Three yeah. division winners and two wild cards. Yes, five. So it's ten total. That get, might get bumped up to sixteen. I heard they that might too. expand playoffs to include more teams. So there's another. There's you can also bet on one of the things is uh, to make the playoffs or not. I would start hitting a lot of these teams like. Um, like the Reds, the White Sox, like the Phillies, the Mets, maybe like these, these teams that probably won't win their divisions, but start betting them now before the lines change to make like to bet on making the playoffs. It, Cause if this agreement goes through and it has to go through before the seven o'clock game tonight for opening opening day, uh, they have to agree on this. So it's kind of a short window here, but if you feel strongly that they're going to expand this, like why wouldn't they? Cause they're it's more money for more teams and more players potentially makes sense for them to do this to sort of make up for, you know, sort of lost wages and income or whatever across the board is starts. I would start hitting a lot of those teams, uh, that has favorable odds to sort of make the playoffs who are sort of caught in the middle there. Okay. I, that, that's, that's a tip. That's a good, that's actual good gambling advice from the not for nothing crew. Uh, (laughs) congratulations on being able to fucking cobble that together. I, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go with an all LA, uh, world series. Uh, which would be what the traffic series? If it was the subway series when it was New York, it would be the, the, <laughs> the gridlock the, the series, freeway series, <laughs> freeway series. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. yeah, I'm gonna the I nine series or whatever the fuck people bitch about in L A. I like the Angels Dodgers. That's gonna be my World Series. All right, great. And that way I'll be able to remember. Well, we, what we really want is Indians Braves. That's of course we do. Yes, I would For, like to, like the worst possible reason. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so Trump, so Trump could just go and watch all the games he wants to and really enjoy the unpolitically correctness of it all. Does Trump? I I heard Fauci's going to throw out the first pitch in a uh, in in Washington. Yeah, Washington. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. can't wait to watch that. <laughs> just kidding. Trump's going to be so pissed. Just kidding. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> All right, Chris. What if he like took his shirt, like ripped open his shirt, fucking just heaved a fucking rifle? Like, he just got like a gun. <laughs> it's like, but or he like throws like a Spalding because he's from a stickball era. He seems like a real stickball guy. That Fauci. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. He throws like the little red ball. <laughs> All right, let's move on, Chris. All right. Well, you want me to go? So I, you WNBA. I will let you talk to this because I do not know. Like, are there even like? Uh, is the WNBA happening? They they feel very start disjointed. Saturday. Game starts Saturday. Okay. And they're playing 22 games instead of like 35, I believe. Right, without Deladonna. Deladonna's not out. Um, Sue Bird is back, along with Brianna Stewart for the Seattle Storm, which makes them the huge favorites, yeah. I think, here. For sure. Uh, they're at plus 450 to win the championship, although they're tied, I believe, with the LA Sparks. Uh, and, and I think Sparks, Storm, and, and the Phoenix Mercury would probably be considered your kind of three big three favorites. Okay. Uh, but I, the Sparks are, are missing at least two of their best five players uh, who are sitting or opting out at least. So I think they're maybe they, they have like, you know, tied for the best odds, but I, I feel like that's a little bit of fool's gold with them. I mean, I. Like, go ahead. No, they also had like, they also had that history last year in the playoffs where they had sort of a meltdown. Derek Fisher who's their coach, who again is a good reason to bet against them, yes, I believe. Yes, 100%. Uh, who fucked up and, and, and benched Candace Parker, who's one of the all-time greatest NBA pl- WNBA players ever, benched her during the game at the end of the game, in which they lost. Like, you don't bench Candace Parker. No, and you don't. Derek Fisher's the worst. He He's shouldn't the be, worst. He shouldn't be allowed to be around women. 
No, let alone no, coach a women's team. Coach at all. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I feel like you should stay away from the Sparks. The Mercury probably feel like the second best team. To, they they added um, uh, Skylar Diggins, who's one of the best players who was out last season. They've got a pretty good, almost kind of complete team. They're they're missing a few pieces from last year who left or traded away. I think they're kind of up there. Um, and one of them, uh, the the two. The two teams that we sort of, uh, you hinted at with Della Don, the, the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun was the two teams that played in the finals last year. Yep. I think both of those teams are complete fool's gold because they are they have lost a lot of players either to free agency trades or opting out for this season. Even though they have like the fourth or fifth best odds, I think you should totally stay away from them. So are you telling me that you would pick the Storm at plus 500? The Storm, if it's plus 500 now, yeah, even great better. Uh, like they have no one who's missing the season. Uh, yep. They've only added talent to this year, and they and as long as Brianna Stewart's back, 100% back and healthy from I think I think she had an ACL tear last year. As long as she's back and healthy, I they might they might win 20 of 22 games this year. I feels like I love that pick. I also, if I was going to do something, I would probably parlay that with the Sounders winning because man, they look really good. I've watched a little bit of MLS. They are there. I have very little doubt that it's going to be the Sounders winning that fucking thing. They do not need a home crowd they crush they crush teams so if you can do a parlay seattle hey, yeah. seattle i'd take it that's a kind of an, i like that kind of doubling up on those two that's a kind of a nice unfortunately nice, uh, double sport DraftKings yeah. is a misogynistic site and will not take wmba bets for some reason i don't I know understand why. that yeah i think because they think it could it's easily fixed or maybe it just it doesn't the games might be too consistent so there might be they're not being, might there might not be an advantage for the house so yeah. it might be too easy to bet I've, um, I've also seen some articles where people, I think, have kind of think they've figured out kind exactly, of how to bet. Exactly. That's what sort of what I mean. I, I think the sharps yeah. have the sharps have taken over that sport, which is which is good. It just means that the sports. But FanDuel's has it, uh, or FanDuel has it. <laughs> uh, but you can also only bet on like the championship. You can't. There's no. Yeah, I don't even know if you could do in-game betting. You. I, um, you or definitely lines. can't. Uh, I would. So anyway, I just. The favorite right now, according to mybookie.ag, good luck with that one. <laughs> Mystics are the favorite at plus 300 to win. Uh, then Which is got, terrible because if Deladon's not on this team, I'm not even sure they make the playoffs. Yeah, and if you've got, then you've got the Aces. Um, the Aces are a sneaky good one because they've, they've, they've got two players out for the season, uh, but they still have a, like, a lot of talent and depth on that team. So that's not a bad one to throw down on if uh, if because and AJ Wilson is is one of the best players and she might be the MVP this season just because she, the focus might be kind of on her mostly and she could kind of dominate and control the whole team. I wouldn't mind throwing some money down on the Aces actually. Okay, well they're plus three fifty. I mean, there's a, okay. you could do a pretty a couple decent like championship bets. You could hedge with the Aces and and hit the Storm hard. Definitely stay away from the Dream. No one no one likes that team. No, uh, they, are they the, have nothing. Although, the if you could do, if you could do rookie of the years, they have a, uh, they have a gal who was, I think, the fifth or sixth pick, uh, 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 Kennedy. No, Kennedy. Uh, something. Oh man, what's her name? Let me get it here. Okay, um, Kennedy Carter. Okay. Uh, who was a scoring machine at Texas A and M last year? She came out in the draft. She and if you watch her play a little bit, she feels like it's kind of a little like Steph Curryish. Oh, okay. We're like huge she, offense can drain threes from deep can kind of like take you off the dribble a little bit and just, you know, mid range games. It's like, it's a little bit of, uh, Steph Curry or like a, a good version of Kyrie Irving. Okay. 
I'll keep like really talented. She like if I don't know if you could even bet on on rookie of the years anywhere, but even though it's uh, Sabrina Ionescu is the, probably the odds on favorite because she's the Oregon the gal who's who's really good and probably is the next iconic WNBA player. But but Kennedy uh, Carter might sort of is sort of like the one like she might because she, she probably is the only she's probably the offense for the Atlanta Dream. She thought she shot forty percent in college from from behind the arc, which is pretty yeah, nuts. She's really good. She's a, she's a really good offensive player. And I think she actually defensively too. I'm sure that bet's available on some degenerate site. You uh, got to find it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where, where on your list, where's the Chicago sky on, on odds for a championship? Hold on. Let me get back there. Chicago sky are plus 1400. See, that's my long, that's my dark horse sleeper. Okay. They were in the, they were in the finals la- or they were in the playoffs last year. They lost the series against, the LA or the, the Las Vegas aces on a half court hail Mary heave. Uh, and so they were out. They've got a lot of talent. They've got our girl, Allie Quigley who whooped crawl, uh, Chris Paul's ass and horse. Right. So she's a favorite. Yeah. Um, diamond to shields. Star of Delino to shields. The baseball. Player? I think we've talked about yeah the baseball player, but she's a basketball player. She's amazing. She's a uh, and they also player? picked up, one of the best rookies in the draft uh, this past year too, as well. So they've got a lot of talent, a lot of potential. I and mean, like, if, if anybody's kind of going to make a surprise run here, my bets onto the Chicago sky. So last year, I believe your long shot was the aces, right? That's who you liked. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So you're pretty good at this. I, uh, I, I like that sky pick. I'm, I feel like if Sue bird wins, she'll retire on top. That's kind of what yes. people would like to see. Yeah. Uh, and they definitely feel like a team. Like you said, they could win 20 of 22 games. Like they're it, the, the crazy thing about the WNBA is that the playoffs are just bonkers, and like anybody really can win because they still anybody can win because it's right. It's all it's like one game, it's still a first... three game series, right? Like it's is it they don't play they they never go like there's no five or seven five. Game it's best of five. Yeah, sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, in so. like the last two <clears throat> series or whatever. Right. Yeah. All right, Chris, moving right along. Okay. That was those were some yeah. hot. Those were some actual hot takes. I I really yeah. I really like it, and I like they used to use the word fool's gold a lot. Fire. Um, so the the NBA starts soon, the thirtieth, mm-hmm. in fact, right? So we'll probably have we're gonna have we'll have a show before opening day on there. Um, I think it's next Thursday game starts, so, so we we'll, can do a we'll, show maybe before. Let's do a show before because I think we definitely need to talk about the NBA and what we think. I mean, I've got some. I've I've got. God, I just don't know. Um, I have a question though with the NBA. Is Zion there? Apparently not. Okay. So the NBA finagled basically the Suns that who else? The Suns, the Bullets, or sorry, the Wiz, and Sacramento are all there because they wanted Zion to be a part of this fucking this season. Yeah. Zion's not even there. Like so the I mean the NBA finagled every which way possible in order to like justify having the Pelicans in this in this <laughs> round of, of teams because of Zion. And now Zion isn't even there. What the fuck? Like, why is that not a bigger story? <laughs> what the fuck indeed, Chris? Right? Uh, <laughs> That's a, that should be the only story. Zion's not there. And literally, there are probably 200 to 250 people that are in the bubble because of him being there. And he's like, I don't know. Family emergency. Later. Fuck Zion. Like, I, I'm sorry. That doesn't make any sense to me. Does he not well, I know? Mean, I, I guess the you're right. But but. The the caveat is that is that he could come back within the next week, and just and play. So it's not like 
He, it's not like he's they, out for the season. He's not making, you know, it's like they're, there's they're only eight c- games. Like they're, they're there for the, the Pelicans and fucking three other teams at least are there for him. No, I know. Like, but they're pull not your the fucking head out of your ass. Fuck this guy. Like, I'm if sorry. He, Is it like, fuck this guy. It's not his fault. Why? Well, I, cause it's not like, cause the NBA, the, the league did this. He didn't want at necessarily ask him what, I mean, he, I'm sure he wants to play or whatever, but like, he also had a family emergency. Like if he had to leave, he had to leave. Mm-hmm. He could still come back within like, that's what I'm saying. He, he could still come back. They still play the games without him missing any. Understand. And then everything is sort of salv- salvageable. Understand the stakes, Zion. Understand the stakes. I just, I, it's, I'm not, I'm, I'm totally. Wait, so I'm, you wouldn't leave. You wouldn't leave if you had a family emergency in this situation. Not. N- it depends on what the family emergency is, which we okay. don't, which we don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. That's just so in fairness to uh, him. I mean, this isn't on him. This is on the league for forcing this to be this agreed. way, and that for making this, and then this agreed. happens. But I think that he needs to understand the stakes. I think that it's for him to like, like it better be a fucking crazy emergency, right? Like, I don't know what the gravity of the situation is, and I agree. But he's putting, he's he's forcing like because of him, because of his fame, and if he doesn't get this, then fuck him. Like there are there are hundreds of people in this bubble, locked in this bubble, because of his fame, because of what he means to the league, and for him to just cavalierly leave as the only player who's left the bubble for a family emergency is that just feels short sighted and kind of like you just have to. No, know. he's not. There's a couple other guys who have left, but but no one has as big a name as him. Like Chris, Patrick Beverly just are, left. There's there a couple are other guys. There are people that. that uh, my point is is that like he. D- I'm he- more mad at the guys for leaving the bubble to go get their wings and meet their Grubhub drivers. Why? Why? Than, because because they don't need to do that. This, this guy Zion needed to, to leave because he has a family emergency. What's the family emergency? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like that's his right, and that's up to him. Like they can't make him stay. Like Alex Caruso of the, of the Lakers, like decided not to go to his sister's wedding. I thought that was kind of dumb. Like go to your sister's wedding. It's your sister's wedding, man. There's you know there's life still happening here. You're not just. You're like you're not just in this bubble, like just because everyone wants everybody else wants you to be in this bubble and, and expects you to be in this bubble. Like that's that's not like that's 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 the dumb part of this. I'm off the on pressure Zion. and the expectations on that. That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm off on I'm off on Zion. I do. I luckily you just want a reason to hate him. I think luckily he's on a team that like can hold it down and JJ will will them into the playoffs because he has never missed the playoffs. Uh. You know what's even dumber actually now is that is that because because of this they did this because they added the Washington Wizards to the Eastern Conference. Yeah. That the, like the Nets now sort of have to like sort of they might not even because they don't have I mean, they barely have a team right? right they don't even have a, yeah. uh, a summer league team it's it's like Karis LeVert and it's like I'm sorry but there's not much else there to no, work it's with pretty they big. got they got blown out in a scrimmage game yesterday by 30 points to the Pelicans without Zion right. Right, I mean, like the Pelicans without Zion are still, a st- are still, a, I mean, you still, still have a decent team, right? But so Lonzo, now they have to, the Derek have Favors, Drew this. Holiday, Brandon Ingram, like those are all good players. No, no, no they're still, they're, they even have a legitimate reason to sort of even play for the playoffs. The Nets now are sort of forced to sort of play this faux, yeah, I know, playoff run out here because of and Zion. They might not even make the playoffs Be- now at this of, point, even though they were, they're holding on to the seventh spot because of Zion. Like the, and, and the Wizards without Bradley Beal, like they might even be better than the Nets at this point. Uh, and now the Nets, like, although there might be, to me, there might be a little conspiracy theory here going on with the Nets of like just sort of tanking this to make sure that they get a top 14 pick and be in the lottery. Ooh, I like that. And like, think, because if like they're out of the top 14, I think their their pick goes to one of two or three other teams, apparently. Ooh, I hope it's Boston. <laughs> it's not. I think it's like, damn it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember who it's for. It's either Minnesota or like I don't know, something weird. Anyway, but so now they sort of have to play this farce of a of an eight game regular season with like no with hardly any like playoff talent here. I, it's just the whole thing is just it's it's getting worse by the day. I feel like this whole scenario. It's really bad. They should have just put in the top six teams from each from each yes. and just done a short season. But they wanted yep. Zion in, and now Zion's not even there. So go fuck right. yourself. Uh. I I'm sorry. It just fucking drives me up a wall. I guess the Although plus, I can see the plus the side is, is that Jaleel like, Okafor gets more burned. Like who the fuck wants to see that? Like it's just gick. Like oh yeah yeah yeah. But you know, with them and the Blazers though, there, there's more of a reason I, I feel like for the for the Western Conference to do this, then they shouldn't have forced the Eastern Conference. You know, I think it would have been okay if they just had you know what the the eight teams in the East are in. Let's just call that a day. The Western teams can have two to four teams sort of playing for a playoff spot or two here and, and kind of gone with that. That makes more sense to me, and I was okay with that maybe scenario. All right, like, and not just because of Zion, but also because like the Blazers have a legitimate shot because they're if they're back and at full strength and healthy, uh, that you know as well. Like, it, it, it's at least a, a semblance of fairness to give them a shot to get into the playoffs because they were in it last season as well. They the Blazers are suddenly everyone's like dark horse. Have you, yep, have you exactly. noticed that? Everybody's right. like, oh wait, the Blazers like they get everybody back. Um, I the West to me is just too stacked. I I I'm we can save it for next week, but I have lots of thoughts on who I think will will succeed. Um <laughs> I got spoiler I got, alert, I'm, I'm with you the too. Sixers. There's a lot of thoughts there. <laughs> but I got I got a couple prop player award prop bets to get this week out. Let's do it. I think they get they, do they I don't know if they announce them next week or they just the voting is like stops So you want to do player of the year or you want to do what do you want to jump to cuz you what do you let's let's i've got nba i've got nba i want to parlay mvp and defensive player of the year award both for giannis okay or Giannis. however Giannis. i'm sorry you're right Giannis. (laughs) i think we should do it for Giannis. i don't think Giannis will actually get in Giannis is (laughs) minus 500 which is not a great those aren't great odds so you definitely have to parlay it uh but he exactly and he's, I, that's why you're not get, you won't even make any money so he's minus 5000 for mvp and he's he's minus oh, he 500 he's minus 500 for defensive player of the year so let's see if you want to parlay that let's do that math real quick you will get negative <laughs> 455 oh see all right never so, mind cuz those so odds wanna, change even in like the last wanna, 24 hours yeah you you will make you will make uh nothing you will make forty-five cents on the dollar, or four. <laughs> sorry, four cents on the dollar for that. But, Point oh 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 two exactly. five cents. Um, so that's not a great one. Uh, All right, never mind. So, so those odds, like those, were both in the pluses like two days ago. Right. Right. Because uh, and they were close to LeBron's, and so I, that's why, I, man. See, that's disappointing that it changed so much. There is me. one that I am interested in. Okay. And that is most improved player. Yes, I agree with you. That was my next one. That one feels like an exciting, an exciting one. Personally, my my pick, and he's not even he's not even in the top is is uh, Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul has proven to be the most improved player from last year to this year. He is Ooh, Chris Paul. Excellent. Chris Paul has has changed my entire opinion of him as a player. I watched a lot of OKC before Ew. this thing this thing ended. I'm sorry, I really like that team. I really enjoy uh, watching him play. I know, dude. I know it's OKC. It's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whatever, Zion lover. Not, I'm not sure we Zion's do mom has a fucking anymore. has a hangnail and he has every right to go home and put a band-aid on it. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> That's enough. But if to that end <laughs> How dare you. to that end to that end, I think that 
Chris Paul has made his teammates better. He's made Schroeder better, and he's made Shea Gilgis Alexander better. Uh, and Shea right now, or Shy Shea, is a uh, is plus five thousand for most improved player. That is a deep, deep cut. But if they can fucking rattle off some wins here, like at the end of the season, does that feel like a real improved player to you? Chris Paul. No, yes. Shea, not Chris oh, Paul. Shea? Chris Paul's not even in the running. I would love to I know, to see and he Paul. should be, and you're right. He should be, and he would, he, if you could do like a other or something bet, you know, like a write-in vote kind yeah, of a style a thing, write-in I, vote. Chris exactly. Paul would definitely should be. Uh, exactly. Um, as much as I hate him, I agree with you. He, he probably should and deserves it to be it. Um, I don't know Shea's like stats-wise from like last season to this year. I, so... Plus five thousand, like it to me. Yeah, it sounds like a kind of a sneaky good pick potentially there. I mean, there's um, the odds-on favorite. Just so you know, if our listeners know, you've got Bam Adebayo at minus one fifty-five. I don't know enough about Bam to know that he's a decent, most improved player. You've got. I, I feel like he was really good last year too. Like his his hype was was over last season as well. So I I don't know. Well, that's why again, I don't, like it, it feels like a little bit like I, I I don't understand why he would be the sort of the odds-on favorite. That's why I don't understand why Lucas plus five fifty. I that doesn't make any sense to me either. Or exactly J- or Jason right? Tatum for that matter. Yes, like those guys exactly. were those guys are are or good. Trey Young at plus five thousand. Like they they didn't seem like they Agreed. made like a huge leap. Those those do not feel like players that have have made a leap. I right. So who do you like? Power, no, so the second favorite is Brandon Ingram at plus 260. My boy, Brandon Ingram. And dog. he has made, like, B-N-G. his stats and everything has made a huge jump. Fuck you. And, fuck you, LeBron. B-N-G's fucking ice cold. You fucking... Right? You'd rather and have... Even when Zion J- wasn't playing for the first half of the season? Instead of fucking Ingram? Yeah, Ingram is the shit, man. He, the Lakers would be a lock if they would have fucking kept him in. But fucking right. LeBron well, can't although I will say, and I think maybe it was proven last season before he was traded that Brandon Ingram had a hard time playing with LeBron for obvious reasons. He's too that he's that too I cool. don't know if even if he had another season to play with him, I don't know if that would have worked. That's out true. LeBron rubs young dudes the wrong way. Yeah, and or doesn't give him the sort of the the the, the space in the room to sort of grow and develop in that sense. And where AD, I think he prob- to get AD probably doesn't come over without throwing Ingram in that trade. You're not going to get AD for you, Lonzo well, you ball. definitely not. That's not going to happen. Right. Either, yes. Um, the other one I would think, uh, Pascal Siakam at plus 15,000, like he had a really great playoffs last year with, with, even though it was with Kawhi, he seemed to be a standout. He's probably improved and grown a lot this year. I just don't know if it, he's kind of going to get the notoriety and, and sort of the respect though. It's a weird pick. Cause what about the, the, there's the, I mean, to me, the most improved player this year is Bertans, like hands down that guy, like is the most improved player. Like no one knew who Bertans was last year. This year, everyone fucking wants him. Like yeah. if you're looking at it from like a GM standpoint, he's probably the most improved player. Uh, I think Lonnie Walker is a lot better this year. Pascal Siakam, to your point, it like showed improved last year, you know, like Van Vliet, he showed improved last year. I think that the only true most improved player is probably Brandon Ingram. So yeah, that, it just feels that, like the that obvious feels, kind of a that feels like the pick. I I'm gonna yeah. I'm just gonna agree with you. Uh, my right end pick is is Chris Paul. I'm just ast- I'm astounded by him. I, I, De- I yeah, Demontis Sabonis at plus ten thousand actually is might be also another sneaky one. Like his stats, I'm just looking at them now. Like his stats have actually improved. Uh, his his minutes uh per game has has increased by ten minutes. Like he's a board, he's like, a fringe all star. 
in my yeah, mind. Yeah, right. And so yeah. like he like and it sounds like you know the, the him and um, Miles Turner figured out they they figured out a way how to keep those guys on the court at the same time. Like um, he's I mean he's, he's he's improved his points per game by four points. He's up to eighteen and a half. His total rebounds is twelve almost twelve and a half per game. It was nine and a half last season. Like he's an assists. He has five assists a game compared to two point nine last year. I can't wait to do. Our sh- big, I can't, I can't wait for our show next week. There. Yeah, I dude, I like the Pacers. I I I think they have have all the potential in the world to like do something, do do something sneaky good. I do you so what we're both in on Brandon Ingram. Are there any other individual player awards that you uh, that you feel? Like you want to like throw some cash at before things get too far along. No, nah, those are the only only ones. They're like the rookie of the year, I, like you can't. It's it's not even worth betting on. Uh, the sixth man, I that one's like that one's too messy. There's too many guys there. It's true. Um, I just listened to a, I just listened to the the Knuckleheads podcast. Um, and Montrez Harrell was on that. He's yep. such an he's such an enjoyable person to listen to talk, and he's such a hard worker. I'm yeah. really rooting for him to get it because I, because he is such a like a a badass and like that yeah. that bench, dude. Lou Williams and Montrez coming off the bench; those are starters in most teams. Like that's yep. pretty fucking dope. Yeah, and they're, they're what two and three on, uh, are, on the odds. Yeah. So yeah, um, like Derek Derek Rose, maybe I don't know how much he started, but he's plus that's five thousand. Well, that's a fun comeback of player story, right? Like that's just like oh yeah, MVP now sixth man. Like he's got he's got his role. Like that feels good. I just don't. Right. I just wouldn't bet it. I, I probably wouldn't bet it either. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe because of the uh, because of the sort of nostalgia there or something for him and what he's gone through. Like they kind of give him that award or something maybe this time of year. But Lou Williams plus plus eight hundred seems um that seems like, like that guy, cash I mean, he's in been the a bank. Consensus six man yeah. for the last couple of years. Yeah, hasn't that he? that's that's the that's the smart bet. That's the get your fucking right? yeah. get out of your yeah. own way and bet the smart money. That's the smart bet. That's the, I will bet that. Like that, okay. like we can go. talk up and down. I will bet that. In fact, a Lou Williams Brandon Ingram parlay actually makes money. Unlike your Ooh. Giannis. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right. My that was terrible. I thought there was there was a lot of money to be had there a couple of days ago. I waited too long. You did. That's my bad. Um. All right, Chris. I feel like we did it. Yeah. I, I want to do it. Let's. I'm. I'm so excited for the NBA to come back. I don't. I, I'm just gonna say it. I can't wait. Uh. So let's. Uh. Let's get pumped. Let's get. Let's get knowledgeable about this shit. Let's have some real hot takes for people next week. What do you say? Ooh, spicy. Happy opening day, everyone. Go back to sleep. <laughs> have fun not watching. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,